1: Hello, 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 beautiful people out there in Teen Wealth land. How are you today? I hope you're doing well. I know Mondays can be tough. We had snow here in Vancouver today, which brought a little joy to my heart. Hopefully it doesn't stick or get too mucky. I know back in the East, it's uh, piles and piles and piles of cold snow. So hopefully my lovely co-host Rebecca can help warm your heart today with our amazing <laughs> Hi, Aww. Rebecca. How are you?
2: Hi, I'm good. I was happy that the snow was just 20 minutes. It was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Well, I know our, our guest is a pretty incredible woman who has done a lot of things with her young life. Um, I can say that now because I'm getting old, so I'm allowed to say young life. <laughs> I'm I'm past the mid thirties now, so I'm I'm able to say that. Um, I'm really excited that you um, the two of you were able to create this opportunity for for talking about uh, her life, her life experiences, some of the acting that she's been able to do, or her current career path, and to talk a little bit about um, how acting class can help teens with their confidence. I think that's amazing. I know she's got over 40 film credits in film, TV, and theater. Some of them include CW's The 100, Supernatural, working with Hugh Jackman on X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Like These are very, very cool projects. I know you'll probably talk a little bit more about that with her, um, but I just want to say welcome to the show, Beatrice. I'm going to let Rebecca start off with you since you two have a little bit of a relationship already, and i just uh, really excited to hear what you're uh, willing to share with us, and I appreciate you coming on the show.
3: Thank you so much, Brandy. Thank you so much for
2: having me. Absolutely welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to have you as well. Like as Brandy said, you're you're so accomplished. And I love being in your orbit and like surrounding myself by empowering, empowering, inspiring women. Uh, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about you. Do you want to do you want to give a little bit of an introduction uh, to who you are further to what Brandy said?
3: Sure, absolutely. Um, Where should I start? Let's see. Well, I am primarily an actor, and I've been working in film and television for the last, oh, goodness, uh, specifically film and TV for the last 14 years. But I started off much like a lot of the young actors that I trained, where they start off in theater, and they uh, move on to theater in high school, and they do drama. And um, that was a similar path for me in that I did some theater in university and really wanted to specialize in film and television after that. So I moved to Vancouver from Alberta and really uh, started researching different programs where I could specifically study in acting for film and TV. And I did a full-time program in that before studying at various other studios and getting my feet wet. And I was fairly lucky in that I started auditioning right away while I was in school and had some a really great support network. And I started working on some really cool jobs right off the bat.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and so have, I guess mm-hmm. so. You have extensive training um, with acting and everything like that. Did you always know you wanted to do that particular role within film? I always knew that I would start there with that
3: particular role. Um, I was also really interested in writing. That was what my degree was in in university. I was an English lit major. So I knew that I was very interested in storytelling in that respect, but knew that acting was my primary love. It was just a matter of finding the right medium for me. And I knew that after I tried theater, I knew that film and TV was going to be the best fit. Yeah, I fell in love with it right away.
2: What kind of uh, support did you have sort of going in and making this decision? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have a lot of support
3: until I started the full-time program that I was in, in film and TV. Um, that was one of the things that I felt I really lacked as a young person, just growing up and trying to navigate my way through post-secondary, um, I remember my mom doing a bunch of research for me, but at the time, you know we didn't have a lot of resources online or there wasn't even a big social media presence of like which actor you could look up that potentially listed some of you know the places that they trained at. There was really nothing like that. Um, so in moving out to Vancouver, I just really started to look at what options I had available. Um, but then after I became, involved in some of the programs at the studios, I found out that there's an entire network here and you just have to do your proper research and ask around and get involved on set. Um, there are a lot of really great resources now online that list out what those resources are. Um, but in the beginning, I really didn't have a lot of people showing me the way, showing me the path, which is why I now really make an effort to work with my young actors and mentor them every single step of the way so that they they have those resources and tools.
2: Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about the the work that you do with young actors and everything and, and coaching.
3: Mm-hmm. So I started coaching young actors about 10 years ago now specifically. Um, and I think that passion really came from the fact that I wanted to be, like I said, that mentor for young actors trying to navigate their way through this industry and dispelling any of the myths surrounding, you know, how to get an agent, how to get your first booking and all the, the sort of obstacles that I thought, you know, these young actors perceived as obstacles. Um, And so I really wanted to um, dive into Mentoring them in a way that would empower them to make these decisions on their own um, so that they felt independent too in that process, that they can go into their work with a yes can attitude. And um, I've been coaching with Macro Associates for a number of years now. Um, I believe it's been probably close to nine or something like that. Wow. Um, Yeah. So uh, with that program, it's a professional screen acting program for kids, teens, and young adults. Uh, We work with actors from as young as seven, all the way up to 19. um, And we coach actors even younger than that. And they do have an adult program as well. But in specializing with the youth talent, we work with actors that are just starting off that have never acted before to actors who are series regulars on shows, leads in films. Uh, they've won numerous awards, uh, uh, multinational multinational uh, awards in uh, film and television. And uh, I really couldn't have done it without the support of my m- mentor, Andrew McRoy, who is the founder of Macroy & Associates.
2: Mm. That's pretty cool that you get to uh, sort of be a part of so many uh like different journeys as well as that are a part of your own as well. Um, what mm-hmm. has been like uh, the biggest challenge with this sort of um, like coaching, or and also your biggest highlight? Mm. Let's okay. Let's start with maybe a challenge first.
3: Um, yeah, yeah. I guess one of the biggest challenges is. Mm, you know, it's it's tough for me to answer that question because I don't really perceive, I really enjoy the challenge, I guess. And I mm-hmm. guess that's what's different. Because when I think of perhaps what can be a challenge, I think about all the ways that I was able to overcome that challenge and and made it very gratifying. I guess one of the biggest challenges is in filming TV that it's very fast paced and you know, in Brandy being an agent, you can probably attest to that. The things happen yeah. very, very fast. And so sometimes I'm working with actors who get the script the night before and need to have something up and ready and rehearsed and filmed the next day at a very, very specific uh, deadline. So um, it's a very high, high-paced environment. There are a lot of deadlines that happen. Um, or, you know, sometimes I'm working with actors where they book the job and they need to be on a plane somewhere and shooting that project a couple days from the time that they have booked it. Mm-hmm. so it's 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 challenging in that you are readying that actor for that event in a very short amount of time. So it's like it's like doing an intensive with them, a boot camp with them. But mm-hmm. um, it's also one of the most thrilling parts, I think, of being yeah.
2: The challenge is the reward.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Exactly. So I think you know that goes hand in hand with one of the highlights of being an actor and a coach, and and some of the other things that have gotten into, like producing and casting and writing. Is that every single day is completely different. I couldn't imagine my life any other way. I can't imagine waking up and knowing. Exactly, what was going to happen my next day. I love that every day, you know, I get to work on something different, something creative, something unique. Um, I'm not clocking into a nine or five. Um, but yeah, I, I do really enjoy the fact that I'm using all these different skills from different areas of my life and I'm funneling that into my craft. I love that. That's a, a nice way to sort of segue into your highlight. Yes, I guess that is my highlight is just, you know, if, you know, I, I I I told a friend of mine this the other day that if I won the lottery, I'd be doing the exact same thing. I would be mm-hmm. making stories. I would be telling stories. I would, you know, be doing this thing that we do, which, like I said, isn't a nine to five where you don't know, you know, what your life is going to be a month's time from now. I find that extremely
2: exciting. Hmm. Well, you mentioned a lot of very uh, specific uh, things that you know relate to the to the acting um, industry and things like that. How um, has this specific uh, industry applied to your everyday life? Like, uh, what what from these specific skill sets has helped you grow in your in your personal life?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I I would love to maybe start with what it is that we do as actors for perhaps some of the listeners that have that question, because I think that will segue into the takeaways that I've gotten from
2: diving Mm -hmm. into this
3: process. Um, And this also uh, touches on what we do in our classes with our young actors. We work with them on scene analysis and character development on camera and audition technique. We work on voice and movement and breath and improv. And I think all of those facets are very specific and very unique and explorative that for me, those skills I'm able to take into my everyday life. And I guess the top skill for me would be my adaptability, that I'm able to be adaptive. I'm able to use my intuition and the training that I've received in mindset to tackle anything
2: in my day to day. Hmm. so kind of building on that idea of, of confidence as well and it comes across in in the way that you're speaking as well like everything you're saying has has this presence of you know assuredness and empowerment and and you're you're confident you know like you're coming across as a very worldly person um oh, thank you yeah <laughs> I actually I very much like listening to your voice it's very calming <laughs> um but you know building on that sort of confidence sort of thing like what what is the biggest sort of change you see in the people that come to these classes
3: wow um I love this question because I get so passionate about talking about some of the changes um it's also the areas that inspire me the most as a coach when I see these changes I work with actors from, like I said, all sorts of different backgrounds. So when I see an actor come in that has, you know, perhaps they've never taken the class before and they're going, okay, where do I start? But then those incremental steps week by week by week, just building upon the foundation and what we're laying down for them, the changes can be extraordinary. Um, I love uh, telling this one particular example to some of my students that are first getting started. It's about this actor. Her, she first came to me. She had never taken a class before, and she knew she really wanted to do this. She wanted to be an actor. And when she first came to train with me, she was very, very shy. She barely spoke. Um, even in her scenes, she was very, very quiet and very timid, And through the work, I could just see her really opening up and starting to use her voice more and getting more invested in the exercises and using her curiosity to explore her breath and her body and her movement. And she did not miss a single session or class and just built her skills up. And later on, she ended up winning an L.A. Young Artist Award for Best Actor in a project. And it just blew me away that she went from this really shy, timid girl to someone who could walk into an audition room completely at ease, feeling confident about the work that she'd done, that she felt very much prepared. And then to be able to walk onto set, relying on her training and her skills, um, that for me was just such an incredible moment of wow, you really transformed not only as an actor, but I see these transformations happen all the time where they become a different person. And mm. the feedback uh, from, from her and um, from other parents even with how their child or their teen has grown in other parts of their life, I just I love hearing, hearing that it's translating to that because these are such uh, life skills that they're learning
2: Mm, I love that. Because with acting as well, like, it's, it's not necessarily learning how to act, you're learning how to, you know, empathize and step into other people's emotions and explore those emotions and why those come to be. And all of those things are super important for processing your own journey. Um, and can definitely be translated across a wide variety of fields, whether it's like public speaking or whether you're doing construction, like it, it helps giving, give you that confidence to walk into the room and own it kind of thing. Because it's, it's definitely a hard skill.
3: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, because they start to really trust themselves by taking those incremental steps and they start to handle a variety of different challenges and responsibilities And like you said, you know, as an actor, you're stepping into other characters, other behaviors, other belief systems, that it really becomes this introspective journey that you're starting from scratch in a way and you're going inside and you're asking yourself, well, if I'm playing another character, then really, who am I? Who am I on um, a level where I'm, again, taking away, perhaps you know, my age, my profession, um, my upbringing, who am I at a more cellular level so that I can start taking on these different walks of life.
2: Mm-hmm. In building the, the, the character, you learn that what you need to build yourself as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, acting, you said, is where you always wanted to start. But uh, what are the other sort of areas in film that you do want to get into? I know you've already gotten into a lot, but (laughs) just in terms of way back then, what were the other areas that you um, wanted to get into?
3: Mm -hmm. So um, I first wanted to get into uh, producing and writing my own projects. And that started a number of years ago about... I think at least six years ago now, where I started to brainstorm some different ideas. And that really um, came out of me wanting to see more ethnic and mixed race people represented on screen and me really wanting to make be the change, essentially. And so I started to take a look at what stories I wanted to tell and it, that, for me, just it was a project that I wrote overnight. It just was an idea that I knew that i I had that I needed to get on on the paper. and I spent an evening writing it out, and I had this short film that I'd written and it was a really interesting time in my life because I felt like because I was putting energy into that, there were other things that were just manifesting and coming my way very easily once I had made that initial step. And hmm. I, re- I remember being in LA at the time for pilot season, and it was uh, I had just essentially finished writing this short film. And uh, there was this opportunity to do a film back in Vancouver. And I just thought, you know, I should really do this film back in Vancouver. So I ended up uh, flying back to Vancouver a little earlier than I had anticipated. And I did this film with this amazing director, Jim Garrard. And it was through meeting her that we started to talk about my project, my short. And she became very interested in it. And she was the director of my
2: short film. So hmm. I I really oh yeah, I, go ahead. I love it. It sort of seems like it's um like it's all just every single opportunity is flowing one into the next. but we do need to flow into a break right now mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, When we come back we will talk about um, yeah. more about your your career pods and everything like that. Wonderful, lovely. Talk soon.
0: the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you! Yeah you! Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Team Wealth Radio. Join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at Global Teen That's Brandy with an I at Global Teen Now, back to this week's
2: show. All right, welcome back, everyone. We are talking with Beatrice King and everything she's saying so far is just really resonating for me and gosh, you're amazing. (laughs) But um, just before the break, we were talking about, you know, the different career paths and how you you started with acting and then building upon that went into, you know, writing, producing, casting even. And of course you are a very successful um, coach. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about like the business side of that and how that was like different to, you know, the creative side and thing like what, what sort of obstacles did you come across in in navigating the business of it.
3: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, there yeah, when I was going through, you know, the producing and the writing and the casting, a lot of that happened, a lot of the learning happened on the job. So, you know, I got sort of thrust into that without um, having necessarily a handbook that I could reach to and and you know ask any of these questions. It was mostly learning through other people but I really I guess enjoyed that process and I enjoyed reaching out and asking people these questions and learning on the spot and even you know a lot of my friends that are now working on big film projects, whether they're in special effects or production design, they said you know the best learning you can do is really on the job. Um, But there are uh, definitely some really great post-secondary programs that you can get into. Um, As far as the business and creative side, I still think that as an actor, you need to be thinking about that business side. Um, And I definitely use the skills that I learned in my university days to develop myself as an artist. Um, It wasn't something that was heavily... um, taught necessarily in you know my full-time program in acting but you are essentially your own um, how do I say this you you're essentially your own business you're marketing yourself you are the instrument you are the tool so um, in that respect you've got to understand, um, where it is that you want to go, what you feel passionate about. Uh, there are many different areas of acting that you can get involved in, whether it be theater, whether it be improv, or a comedy troupe, or um, you know, if you want to become a host or a comedian. So I think there are a lot of different areas there that you can get involved in. Um, but then more so the business side, if you take a look at yourself as you are the person that you are marketing, um, it's different from other creative endeavors. Like if you're a painter, you've got, you know, your paints, if you're a sculptor, you've got your clay, if you're a musician, musician, you've got your, your instruments in acting. It's you, Mm. you are the person, you are the tool. So, um, I learned, I guess, from, doing research in, in regards to other people's careers that I really thought were inspiring for me. Um, I, you know, followed Nalo- Natalie Portman a lot. Growing up, she was someone who really inspired me. Kate Winslet was really inspiring. And I just sort of followed their careers and really saw that they took their training very seri- seriously and never stopped their training. And that's mm-hmm. essentially what, what I did on the creative side.
2: There's so much information there, and, and a lot of things that you've had to navigate. Were you ever scared or unsure when you were on this career path, and and how did you overcome that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Definitely,
2: um, I've gotten a lot better
3: over the years with you know feeling maybe unsure at some point, or you know feeling disappointed if a role doesn't go your way. I've gotten a lot better at that, but I think you know early on. I didn't really have the mindset tools at the time to navigate, you know, that feeling of, you know, am I in the right industry? Is this something that I really want to be pursuing? But ultimately at the end of the day, it was something that I couldn't give up. Like my love for acting was bigger than people saying yes to me being in their projects. And I think that's always a good sign that you've got this like, compulsive, you know, part of yourself that you, you have to do this thing no matter what you live for it. And um, I see that all the time with my actors too. They, If they have that passion, they tend to go on to do some really incredible things.
2: Mm-hmm. You also mentioned that like sort of one of the things you were passionate about when you first started was to see more um, diversity in casting and things like that. How, how do you feel about the impact you've made so far and what do you think uh, could could be done to make a further impact? Mm. Well, you know,
3: I think that l- a lot of the decisions that tend to get made are still happening at the highest level. So when you take a look at network television, a lot of those decisions are made, are being made at the highest level. So in order to see some of you know those changes being made and where you know we saw it at you know the Golden Globe award nominations and the lack of diversity there in the nominations we need to start thinking about what's happening at these higher levels now in being at the place that I, I'm at right now I can't necessarily make those changes at the highest level but what I can do and what's within my control is control what's getting made control it at the level of writing. So, you know, writers, I urge you to write in some more ethnically diverse roles to include that in your script, to be more specific with the people that you want represented, to include their ethnicity, like I said, in the character description. Because if you've got that vision, then later on, you're going to get those producers reading that vision and hopefully embracing that vision. And that's where I believe the change can start to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, so you, you employ this as well with your own writing. Do you want to um, tell us a little bit about some projects that you've been writing?
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, the project that um, the short film that I wrote called Echo and Solomon um featured myself as the lead in the film and I'm I'm mixed-race actor my mom is Chinese and Spanish and my dad is Swiss and I really wanted to see again a a person like myself represented in a leading role and not a role where it was you know supporting or or you know a sidekick character or best friend character mm-hmm. and um that's, that's where I really got started in, in the writing process, and from there, I've been writing the feature length for that, and um, I'm also writing another movie of the week, another project that features uh, ethnic, ethnic uh, mm-hmm. actors.
2: So once you get through the writing process, how do you go about pitching that?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, there are many ways you can go about pitching a project. It depends on the type of project that it is. Um, if you're trying to pitch a short film to a production company, that's going to be very different from pitching to a network. There is, um, I was fortunately able to go to the Bounce World Media Festival to learn a little bit more about the pitching process, uh, in television and, Uh, For those of you that are interested in getting your projects made or interested in pitching, I strongly recommend this program. And they've got a program on diversity. And um, I ended up being one of the top recipients of uh, their program back in 2019, where uh, if you're a diverse artist, you can submit to them and get mentored through that whole process um, and I can't say enough about that program. They were phenomenal and really gave me some amazing tools of how to navigate that.
2: Mm. You've you've done so much within this industry. Like it, you've talked about writing, uh, casting, and coaching, and producing, acting, all the things. What is your favorite so far out of all of these, and why?
3: Well, acting will always be, I think, my number one love. I, I you know, have this amazing passion for it. I, oh, Even though, you know, I branched off and I've done other incredible things, I've always come back to acting as my primary love. There's just something about that creative process that is so fulfilling in so many different ways from a little bit more of the Uh, business side of things, um, in getting a project made or in getting it cast. Um, There's a really alive, freeing element to acting that is really hard to describe. But again, I think, you know, actors that have experienced it and have been in that flow state where, you know, there's no mind chatter, everything melts away. Uh, You're really in the zone when you are allowing the craft to just unfold and be there for you. So yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. acting will always be my number one love. I I should have
2: guessed that answer.
1: Hey, it's me, Brandy. Just wanting to jump back in here. Beatrice, I just love, I can hear like your passion and your consideration for others that are listening and everything that you say. And I just want to say how much I appreciated that because it's such a, you can tell that you're a very genuine person who just wants to share for everybody. So I just really appreciate
3: that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. I just,
1: you know, I was thinking about you know, what you were talking about just all throughout the whole show because I've been very quietly listening and and I was curious about uh, social media and mental health and everything in this industry and and if there's young people out there that are worried about, you know, how they share themselves on social media in terms of their goals and their passions and things like that, but also potentially being of, uh, of a different ethnic diversity or being a female that might not want to share certain parts of themselves. Like, how do you as a female in this industry um You know, with your story, how do you navigate and keep certain parts of yourself protected? And how might you be able to kind of share how you do that in a healthy way? And if you follow any good people on social media?
3: (laughs) Sorry, that was a long question. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good one, though. (laughs) Such a good one. I love this question. Social media. Well, I think it's such a good question, especially for for teens, for young actors, or even just teens in general, their presence on social media. You know, I, I know that social media has created a lot of anxiety for young people, and um, my advice when it comes to that is that they are putting things out there that they truly love, that where, where um, the likes don't matter. The likes should not matter what what creates the next post so those of you that are you know looking to that are looking to okay should i put this out there should i not will i get enough likes it really should not be about that i've always had the mindset that share what you love it will not matter if people like it or not but if you feel like this is true for you and you are enjoying it use social media for your enjoyment. But if you feel, again, like you want to keep things private and not share that part of yourself, then do not worry about putting that out on social media. I know a lot of, you know, different types of social media accounts where some people broadcast their entire life and they're doing all of these IG stories and, you know, they're filming themselves every single second of the day. And then there are other people that are much more private about it and a lot more selective. And um, a lot more, like I said, just mindful in what they're putting out into the world. And I think you need to do what feels right for you instead of looking at what other people are doing all the time. Because I think you can get get sucked into that and go, oh, but I need to get just the next thing. And that's the thing that's going to make me happy. But if we're continuously looking at what's going to validate our own existence in our day-to-day, we're looking at... Uh, what's happening externally versus internally and so I just can't say enough about being so aligned into who you are and yourself that you feel good about every post that you make regardless of the outcome.
1: That's a phenomenal answer. Thank you for that. I loved it. I'm like taking notes while you're talking about my own personal social media too. That's fantastic. I really love that you use the word like validation and I know a lot of people with likes kind of validate how well they're doing. You must have as an actor and a public figure gotten some online bullying at some point. Uh, have you and have how have you kind of dealt with it and have you let it affect your mental health at all in any way, mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. or if that's too
1: personal a question, but just like no, if it's not bothered
3: you mm Hmm. Well, it took me a while to really come around and see it this way because I endured so much bullying growing up as both a you know a young person in in you know elementary school from grades uh, starting grade four to uh, well into high school. So, you know, it took me a long time to realize that it the bullying actually had nothing to do about me personally. It had everything to do about that bully and what the bully was going through. And once I was able to really wrap my head around that aspect when I've gotten, you know, and it's it's actually quite rare, But if and when I get messages online that are negative, I just go, wow, that person is having a really bad day today, and there's some, something inside them that is broken or they're suffering, and I really try to look at it from a place of compassion because they're really going through something tough where they feel the need to lash out and bring others down to make themselves feel better.
1: Oh, that, that's so fantastic. I love that you said that, talking all about empathy, because that's something that's, you know, it's so funny. I was literally just talking to uh, someone in the office today that I work with, and I said that one of my favorite quotes was, if we knew each other's secrets, what comfort we would find, because I always thought if I knew that the peop- what the struggles are of the person that was bullying me or anyone else, if I could see their struggles and maybe understand through empathy why so i love your answer we do have to go quickly to another commercial break but i'd love to talk more about empathy because you clearly have a lot of it when we mm-hmm. get back from this commercial break
2: <laughs> great
0: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voice america.com Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. The variety channel your favorite voice america talk radio network shows and hosts are in your car outdoors and wherever you need them to be listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned into to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi,
1: everybody. Welcome back. I know you're probably enjoying this uh, chat with Beatrice as much as Rebecca and I are. We're kind of giggling on the breaks because it's so exciting to talk to someone who you can just feel that they care. You know what I mean? That's such a cool thing. And, and empathy and compassion are things that, you know, uh, when when we often talk about just being kind to each other and and from all people of all walks of life, and that has so much to do with empathy and compassion. Beatrice, I was just curious, you seem like a very empathetic person. Where do you feel like you got that from? And and how has that potentially kind of helped your career and being a teacher and things like that?
3: Hmm. Another really great question, Brandy. Um, well, I think I think I got it from my mom first and foremost, and my grandmother, who was a healer and acupuncturist. Um, she was a doctor in China and came over with her family, and um, both of them have just so much compassion and empathy for people that, you know, that's where I think I learned and, and, and had a lot of that growing up. Um, And I also am a strong believer in having animals when you're growing up. Uh, We always had, you know, lots of pets around. And I think that that really helped me um, in terms of empathy. I think then later on, you know, how it's helped with me, you know, in terms of coaching has been to see that everybody is on their own journey. And I stress that so much when it comes to, Uh, coaching our actors from all different uh, walks of life and age ranges that, you know, everyone is on their own path, their own journey. And if comparison is the thief of joy, what can we do to focus on our own growth and our own experiences instead of worrying about those around us? And um, when I'm working with actors, I really try to tap into what might, you know, what, what is challenging them at the time, what their internal obstacles might be. And then just sitting back and really listening to them, because I think, you know, young people have a, have a lot of great things to say, and they've also taught me so much.
2: Mm. Hmm. Sort of going back to the social media side, and, and, you know, touching on this empathy that you're talking about as well. Do you think that, you know, you know, sort of putting the diversity hat on, do you think that, Um, diverse actors have a greater responsibility with social media um, because I know a lot of what you've spoken about is you know making personal choices and and doing what feels right to you but in terms of making an impact on the industry how what is the responsibility of like diverse actors in sharing their journey and their difficulties and and you know things like that I'm not being very eloquent but (laughs) I think you Mm -hmm. you get what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say yeah I do
3: Um, you know, I, I don't think that it's necessarily every diverse actor's responsibility to be that leader, to be that figurehead and to, you know, drive it by themselves. I think that, you know, the people that want to do that and want to funnel their energy into that, that's great. But I'm a really strong believer in aligning yourself with the, with the mission and, um, the strategies that you really strongly believe in. You know, I know some diverse actors that that uh, don't necessarily want to share in that way, or or be that person that is making those changes at you know from the bottom up or top down, and that's okay. Like I think everyone is, um, like I said, on their own journey and on their own path. Um, I think as soon as we try to, you know, say like, oh, you need to be responsible or, or I just feel like that creates pressure for people mm. to, to feel like they are solely responsible to make those changes.
2: Um, yeah, hopefully that answers mm. that. Yeah, I like that answer. Um, but it, it can be Easier said than done, I feel, because uh, do you, how do you, like speaking of that, like, because uh, we, we often get like sort of shoved into these little boxes as actors kind of thing. And especially being a diverse actor, um, you do often get put into that box of being, you know, the mouthpiece for the um, the struggles and the impact and things like that. How do you go about fighting the boxes that you've been put in and and what care can you take of, um, for yourself to, to sort of combat that? Mhm.
3: Mhm. Are you just to clarify the question, are you thinking in regards to how like diverse actors feel perhaps they've been put in the box of having to be that change and and stepping into situations where they feel like they've they've got to speak on behalf of a large of the larger yeah. community?
2: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely like part of it. But just any box sort of thing, like when you when you sort of get put into something by society and, you know, your way of thinking is so refreshingly enlightened and you're just like you have to honour yourself and, and serve what, what feels good to you and your body and your journey. But how do you go about like fighting the pressure of society and, and not getting put into that box?
3: You know, I think it's, the reason why I'm I'm thinking back on this question is because I've never had the mindset that I've been put in any sort of box. And so I've always come at it as I'm in control. I'm in control of, of the journey that I can take and the changes that I want to make. And if I want to see the change, I'm going to go ahead and take an action on that. And so I think perhaps in sitting back and going, okay, this is the way things are, you can take a look at perhaps all the other options or all the other ways to navigate that situation instead of accepting how, yeah, how things are at the time.
2: Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Is there Mm -hmm. any situation uh, where you felt like um, you didn't have control over the situation and like how have you gotten past that?
3: No, there hasn't been there hasn't been one particular situation where I felt I've been put in a particular you know category or box. Um, I've never, thankfully, been you know um, forced into anything that I feel I wasn't comfortable with. Um, but I think that really speaks to me being able to say no, perhaps, to some things, or being able to pass on some things. And I have been working on just boundary setting, and I think that's a really important skill to learn, setting your boundaries and um, sticking to them and not wavering or uh, going back on what's what you're feeling in your gut about a certain
2: scenario. Mm-hmm. I really I love everything you have to say and and the way you deliver it as well. If anybody uh wants to follow you and and hear more about what you have to say, where can they find you? Mhm. Uh they can find me
3: I'm on Instagram at BBking, B E A B E A King and I'd love to chat with you. Yeah. Do you have a website as well? Mhm. Yes, I do. Um Most of my the newest stuff that I'm involved in though is going to be on social media, on Instagram, and um, I've also got Facebook, but I mostly use Instagram now. Um, And of course, IMDb is another really great place where they can go.
1: I'm sneaking back in here, Beatrice, because I'm really enjoying this, so I'm jumping back in. Thank you for sharing all. There's a question that I usually ask in the last 30 seconds of the show, but I I would like to ask it now because I think you may have something more to expand on it. I don't know. I'm just curious what your opinion is. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. The question usually is if the entire world had to sit down and pause and listen to one message that you wanted to share with the world, what would your message to the entire world be?
3: Oh, wow. This
1: Sorry, I know. Be- <laughs> take your time. Take your time. Don't worry. Rebecca did it to me when she interviewed me, so I get it. I <laughs> get the pressure.
3: <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, well, I, I don't know about one overarching thing or this being, you know, the only thing you might take away or think of, but there was this... Uh, thing that I saw recently that has resonated me. And it says, it said, offline is the new peace of mind. And I've been, you know, going back to mindfulness, you know, and uh, alignment and breath work. And those are the moments where I'm able to find the most stillness as a human being and just being out in nature. And I think there's a lot that we can take away from that phrase.
1: think that's so great, especially since probably your life is consistently inundated with social media and TV because it's part of like your career, right? So having Mm -hmm. those moments. Yes. Yeah. Sorry.
3: Do you have any moments? (laughs) 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 Sorry, you go. (laughs) (laughs) No, just having those moments to recover and rest.
1: Can I ask what what point in your life did that? Like I know when I think when I was a teenager and even into my twenties I was go 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 and I didn't take those pauses and it it really took some life experiences to realize that I needed that Did you have a moment or an or an age when there was a shift for you or or, or something that happened that made you go Hmm Maybe I want mm-hmm. to take some more personal time
3: Absolutely uh, There was a life altering moment uh, that really started about four years ago. And uh, I didn't really start to make those really big changes until about three years ago. Um, But I I was running myself into the ground, never took any breaks, was always working. There was a point where I didn't do anything for enjoyment because I was just working, working, working. And then there came a time where my body would just, you know, collapse and say, you need to change. And I really started to listen to that.
1: That's awesome. Do you have one one favorite technique for your wind down? I know you talked about nature and things like that, but is there one kind of go to I I personally have one that I do every morning that's like a gratitude kind of exercise that brings me peace and solace even for one minute in this crazy world. Do you have any one thing that really works for you?
3: Yes, um, there are well, so many different mindfulness uh, techniques that I use, but one that I've been doing that has been so lovely is hand on one hand on my heart, one hand on my belly, doing breath work, and on the inhale, saying soul, and on the exhale, saying calm. So you're saying soul, calm, as you're doing your breath work and recentering and letting all of your... Chat, uh, chatter and thoughts just melt away.
1: That's very cool. Rebecca and I have talked quite a bit about like breathing and exercises and mindfulness and all these things over the different episodes. And I think I grew up in a generation where it was like hippy-dippy to talk about deep breathing and meditation and relaxing and all that. But now that the world seems to be speeding up faster and faster, so I'm glad to hear that someone as busy as you, but also as empathetic, these are things that are core and key to your importance of of being a balanced individual as well. Thank you so much, Beatrice, for coming on the show. I think you're amazing and and heart-centered, and it's been an absolute pleasure to have you in here. I really appreciate it.
3: Oh, thank you so much, ladies. My pleasure.
1: Rebecca, did you want to say anything to wrap up before we say goodbye to everyone this week, love?
2: Oh, I'm just happy to be here. And I'm (laughs) happy that Beatrice was able to come on and chat. And like, I definitely encourage everybody to go out and follow her because she's a wonderful, wonderful human to follow. Uh, And I cannot wait to see what she does next.
1: Absolutely. And thank you again, Beatrice and, and everybody out there listening. Mondays are always a tough day for everyone. And hopefully, you know that you can get through this, whatever kind of hard day you might be having. They do get better. And uh, we are here. We are listening. Uh, even if we can't hear you, we, we know, uh, you know, life can be really tough and this world can be crazy. But uh, we're in this with you. All of us are. So have a blessed week. Have a lovely Monday. Do your breathing exercises. Maybe follow Beatrice's. And uh, we'll see you same time, same place, uh, live at five on Team Wealth Radio next week. Bye, everyone